Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this edition of Young Leader Insights, Tim Venable, Senior Vice President of Knowledge and Research at Cornet Global, sits down with one of our members, Holly Hinmarsh. Thanks very much for talking with us today, Holly. Uh, it's great to uh, speak with you. Yeah, you too as well. Let's see. I have some questions for you here as we do our interview. The first one is just tell us a little bit about your educational background. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely had big dreams when I was much younger. Uh, I decided I wanted to be a residential architect when I was about 12. Uh, I had to do a book report on uh, somebody famous, somebody who's done something interesting. And so I went to the library one day and found a book on um, Julia Morgan, one of the first female architects, and it fascinated me. Uh, And I spent years after that diving into everything I could about architecture and residential design. So that was really where I wanted to go. So after high school, I found myself um, at a university 3,000 miles from home. Uh, I left my small little town in Washington and went to Pennsylvania, and I very quickly realized that I felt out of place, Um, and I didn't know if this is really what I wanted to do. I was excited about it, but I think there was just a lot of things going on, so I actually took some time off. Uh, I moved back to Washington, finished up uh, an associate's degree at the local college, and decided that I still loved drafting an architect, but maybe I would go teach instead and just took some time off to do some soul searching and living life and traveled around a bit and, you know, spent some time with friends and family. And after a couple of years, I found myself still missing that drafting an architectural world and engineering. So I decided to go back to school and I finished a degree in architectural drafting and design. Fortunately, about the time that I finished that degree, most of the market had crashed as well. So, um, I spent a few years, you know, working. I I found the job that I'm at currently, and after a couple more years, decided to go back and actually back up the two degrees I already had with a degree in business management, um, which really kind of fueled my, you know, diving further into corporate real estate with that degree. kind of gave me some confidence behind me uh, to pursue some other avenues. Okay, sure. So you mentioned you were you were working. So what about your your career path? You're with Building I now. Uh, tell us uh, how you came to be there. Yeah. So prior to Building I, because I had taken time off of school and I was kind of traveling, I was actually working in the healthcare industry uh, as a claims processor. It allowed me to work remotely and still do some of the fun things that I wanted to do while I was figuring out where I wanted to go in my life. And I knew one day I would get back into kind of that design and construction world. Most of my family works in the construction industry, uh, so I feel like it was predestined that I would wind up there somehow. Yeah. So uh, after a few years and, and really missing, like, what, what I was doing, um, like I said, I went back and finished my degree and was really struggling to find a position because most of the organizations that I was trying to apply for, they wanted lots of years of experience. And because of the market crash, they were really being selective about who they wanted. So the fresh out of college kid wasn't high on their list, um, but I was still, you know, making progress. And I got this call from Building I, it's a technology consulting firm based out of Bellevue, Washington. And they just needed some assistance in their drawing records management practice for a large client. And I was like, sure, why not? Um, It's a job. It's going to give me the experience I need 
to make my move in, in doing what I wanted to do, and I still had my heart set on residential architecture. Um, I wanted to design houses. I wanted to build houses for people. And building I works in the corporate real estate world and drawing records management and the technology around the workplace planning and workplace strategy. And it was about six months in, I was working one day, and I kind of had this light bulb moment that this was, this is where I belonged. Um, it felt like playing Tetris, you know, uh, when I was helping with occupancy planning and, and the drawings. And it was a different, it was a different uh, area that I had not ever had exposure or experience to. And I just, you know, completely oblivious to the world of facilities management, corporate real estate. I felt like I was leveraging my skills in a new area that was really fun. Um, so I've kind of just taken that and um, ran with everything that I had learned. And my company has, you know, given me a lot of opportunities to kind of dive in to, you know, different avenues and pieces of workplace strategy and planning um, to kind of cultivate more of my knowledge and understanding of corporate real estate and how to help clients. Um, it's, it's been a real fun journey for me. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it, it certainly comes through listening to you talk about it. That's great. So um, some details, please, about your, your current position with Building Eye. What are some of the interesting things you're working on? Yeah, so I'm really at this weird and unique intersection in the workplace world. We're a very small um, firm out of Bellevue, and there's about 50 or so of us in, uh, in the northwest area. So, you know, not this big... Uh, shop of people and, and a lot of things. So we have to be very nimble and, and very, you know, agile in the in the work that we're doing. So it allows me to really be an occupancy planner and workplace person as well as a technology consultant. So I get to you know, support clients by providing tactical and strategic planning, but then I also get to work with them to help them find the technology that supports the initiatives they're working towards, whether that be sensor utilizations or conference room booking or, you know, just different IWMS platforms, integrated workplace management systems to help them manage their supply and demand. So it's, it's really fun to just be able to come in and help, you know, work with people and sit in rooms and post-it notes all over and just strategize and come up with how is this organization going to give their employees their best experience through the workplace um, and what are the tools and technology and the processes that can help them get to that point. You know, so right now I'm working on a couple of fun projects. I'm helping develop best practices and drawing standards for a global company that's really trying to track their floor plans. I'm also working with another organization to help develop their agile seating processes and policies. You know, as they're growing, they're realizing they need to be more nimble with the space that they have, and so I'm trying to employ that. And then I also support a few um, different system implementations for um, IWMS platforms with local organizations. And in addition to all the client work that I'm doing, I'm also the manager of our occupancy planning team. So I get to guide my internal team and stay on top of the latest workplace trends and technology that impacts our current and our new clients. And being able to share that knowledge with my team um, has been a real joy for me as well. Well, that certainly sounds like you're working on all kinds of uh, interesting things. <laughs> Oh, I great. stay busy. <laughs> <laughs> it sure sounds that way. Um, among all the things you've been working on, is there a single uh, project or accomplishment that's been particularly rewarding? 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I have worked with a number of extraordinary organizations. Um, you know, the Northwest has a lot of great companies who are doing great work. But there was a project that I was on a couple of years ago where uh, a local company had been planning for months a, a massive refresh of their campus and unfortunately had an employee leave who was in charge of that project at the last minute. And because of our close relationship with them, they called and were like, please, please come help us. You know, we're weeks away from getting started and, and we don't even know what we have. So this project was 3,500 people moving over the course of a 12-week period and the densification and installation of new furniture over 20 floors um, throughout multiple buildings. And there was four buildings affected on this campus. So it was, you know, a challenge. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> you know, and so when I, when I inherited the project, I kind of walked in and I had to be very quick to, you know, evaluate what was going on. And I noticed very quickly there were some opportunities to consolidate teams in various buildings, bring people together that wasn't originally laid out. But unfortunately, they already had their plan in place. So anything that I recommended had to be mindful of the fact that they were six weeks away from hitting dough, and they couldn't impact their schedule, they couldn't impact the move teams and the construction teams that were already planned for. So I basically said, give me a week, <laughs> and I hold myself in a little corner and remapped you know, a number of different floors. And, you know, I would say half of them I didn't have to make any significant changes to. But the other half was, you know, I had to talk to a lot of executives and stakeholders in these teams and talk with their teams about what they needed and where they were going and do what I would consider, you know, weeks upon weeks of programming work in a matter of five days. Wow. Yeah. And it was, you know, I, I finally got it down to a viable solution. Um, I finally got it to where it would, you know, work, and I presented that to, you know, the leadership team of the corporate real estate team, and it was very quickly adopted. They were absolutely thrilled with it. It solved for the adjacency requirements. They knew that they weren't meeting with their teams. It allocated teams to the correct buildings within the campus um, and still aligned everything the way that they needed to. And you know, it really seemed like an impossible thing to do with, like I said, these predefined move dates and they're weeks away, but I was able to adjust the schedule and meet the dates that they had, remained within their budget, and in fact cut out a few areas um, where they could repurpose the money to areas that they were concerned about. And really, at the end of it, everybody was thrilled. You know, the teams were happy because they were finally back together again. The you know, stakeholders were happy because they felt like their, their needs were heard. And the real estate team was happy because they were able to accomplish something that allowed their teams to be more effective and be able to work and, and be more collaborative and innovative for the work that they were doing. And that was probably an extremely rewarding thing for me and for my team who supported me because – we walked into this knowing it was it was going to be a struggle and it was going to be difficult. We were stepping into something that was already running, and we needed to pick up and, and fill that in and try and make the best of it that we could. And, and they weren't expecting perfection in this project. They already knew that they were, you know, had some things holding them back. But we were able to turn that around and, and get to the end of it and close out the year and met every deadline and got everybody moved in and everybody was happy all before Christmas. <laughs> so it was it was really great. <laughs> that's a fantastic story and um you know having happy clients that's what it's all about. Congratulations.
Yes, thank you. Let's see. Next question, Holly. Uh, how long have you been a member of uh, Cornet Global? And just tell us a little bit about your involvement and how you engage uh, with the association. Yeah, so for about four or five years now, I have been attending my local chapter's uh, lunch events through my company. My company is a sponsor of our local chapter. So I did that sporadically once or twice a year. I would pop in for a lunch. And I was asked to participate in a panel on young leaders in the industry for our local chapter. And I thought, wow, this is an opportunity for me to really get to know more people in our chapter, in our industry, in our, you know, community, I'm going to take the plunge, I'm going to sign up and do this now, and I'm going to get involved. You know, I was at a point where, um, like I had mentioned before, I went back to school to get my business management degree, so I was a few months past that, and I finally had some free time, and I was like, this is the time, this is, you know, I feel like I'm ready to, to jump into this, and I participated in that panel, which was January, two weeks after the new year, I was on the panel, and I left that meeting, and one of the people on the programs committee said, would you be interested in joining our programs committee and helping us, you know, craft what our programs are that we have every month and, and working with other people, and I said, sure, let's do it. And since then, I have led two really big, uh, successful lunch events, including a workshop. Uh, I kind of reignited our Young Leader Committee by taking on that committee chair role that hadn't been filled for a couple of years. Um, I've started to drive some um, fun initiatives and events for our Young Leader community combined with our university relations. We have a very close connection in our chapter with the University of Washington's real estate team. So, you know, being able to include them and, and bring them along with what we're doing. And I'm really just trying to add value and education to our membership. So I was also fortunate enough last year to win a ticket to the summit um, through Cornet Global, which I thought was a wonderful opportunity. I'd never, I'd heard of coworkers attending summits and how uh, engaging and interesting and fun the the time is. So I won a, a ticket to summit last year, which happened to be in Seattle, so I didn't really have to travel anywhere. Right. And yeah, and that was just the most fascinating experience for me to be able to connect with end users and service providers all over the place. I was meeting people from other countries who were doing similar things that I was. So being able to collaborate with them and, you know, strategize and come up with new ideas and really just bond with a new group of people was really fun. So then this year for Summit, uh, my company submitted a uh, a few different topics for different people. One of them was a topic for me to speak at, and it was selected. So I had the, the great fortune of being able to speak at the Boston Summit here that just happened, which in its own was just such an honor, and it was great to stand in front of a bunch of people and, and give some you know insight to a project that I've been working on and being able to talk with people after on how we can help them or how just some of these ideas will help them in their future. Our topic was on mergers and acquisitions, <laughs> which is not usually a fun and exciting topic, but you know we kind of came out of it from a different perspective of how does real estate get impacted by that when you start to join teams? Space is very personal to people. So, um, you know, there's a cultural impact, there's a space impact, there's people impacts. And we talked more about that as opposed to the financial aspects. Sure. Okay. 
Well, great. I'm glad you were there uh, to speak and present. And, um, you know, the Boston Summit was great, and it's only because of members like you sharing your expertise that, that we're able to do that. So, again, thanks for thanks for doing that. Yeah. Tell us, um, Holly, if you would, what aspects of your involvement with Cornet Global are, are most valuable? And I'm particularly interested in, you know, the value that you as a young professional uh, gets, um, you know, that you get from membership in the association. Yeah, so being able to connect with other people in my local area is a really valuable thing for me. I have found that the corporate real estate world is it's like a giant family. You know, we're all connected in some way or another. We run into each other in different cities, different states, different organizations. So being able to make some connections with people that have you know, gone beyond just a conference room or a project has just been a really valuable piece for me. Um, as a young leader, being able to have conversations with folks who are, you know, in similar areas of their career development as I am uh, has been really fun and valuable because we're able to work together and talk about, you know, how we're how we're developing our network skills, our personal brands, how we're evolving, what are the things that we're learning. And that I find just so invigorating for me to just go and, and talk with people who, who know what I'm going through as a young leader in this. But I think the, the counter to that also is we have a lot of people in, in the Seattle chapter and the Washington State chapter who have been in this industry for years, and they have seen it all. And they're so willing to sit with us and share their knowledge and what they've learned and the struggles they face and the positives they've had and, and where they can guide us to, you know, be our best version of ourselves in this industry. And that has just been – I mean, I, I, I have – I have talked to so many people and learned so much and have gained so many new mentors by being involved in Cornet Global that I don't know if I would have had this opportunity or, or met these people if I would not joined this organization. Mm -hmm. Great. Glad to hear that. What about your, your future career? You seem to be on a great track there. Do you see your future in uh, corporate real estate? Yeah, I don't see leaving anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like I, I mentioned, you know, when I when I first joined, residential architecture was all I ever thought about, and I didn't think that anything would ever sway me from that. And falling into this world, I feel like it was a blessing in disguise. And I think this is where I belong. This is where I find the most joy in my day. And and again, you know, I met this unique cross section of skills between the planning and the technology. So I only see a need for these skills expanding, as really the trends of workplace planning expand. Um, so I I still hold residential architecture very close, and I do fun projects for my family and friends on the side. You know, patio redesigns and you know. Uh, storage sheds and stuff, just fun small things. Um, but I also hold teaching very close to my heart, and I really hope that one day I have an opportunity to share the knowledge I have been learning to others, either currently in the field or teach future generations how to kind of navigate corporate real estate. I find that, you know, I didn't know this world existed before I entered it, and I was 25 years old before I entered the world of corporate real estate. Mm -hmm. And I, I think back sometimes, what could I have accomplished if I had known about this when I was 18 or when I was 20? 
if I had known that this world had existed and there's all these opportunities and all these fun things to do, would I have gotten involved much sooner? So I'd like to take what I learned in many years. I'm having too much fun doing what I'm doing now. Um, but in a few years, you know, take that and start sharing that with, with other people and, and start teaching the next generation uh, that this world exists and that we're going to need, you know, future leaders in this area as well. Excellent, excellent. Glad to hear that. Thank you. And um, before we wrap up, Holly, um, just wanted to help our listeners get to know you on a little more personal level. So um, we've heard about your career, your background and everything, and all that's uh, fantastic. But tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your, your family, hobbies, places you like to visit, you know, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, most of what I accomplish comes from a great support system. Uh, my mother and my younger siblings, I have a younger brother and sister, are, have always been supportive of me um, all growing up. And I also am married six years now uh, to a great man named Josh, but uh, I lovingly refer to him as Caveman. Uh, but most of my friends know that as well. Uh, we have two dogs. You know, we enjoy taking small road trips. My family lives in Idaho, so we drive from Washington to Idaho to go visit them um, rather frequently. And and just spending time with them is, is a huge joy for me and is a lot of what I like to do in my free time. But when I'm not doing those things, I, I love baking. I specialize in cupcakes, uh, particularly the booze-filled variety. Um, <laughs> uh, not many people were turned down an Irish car bomb cupcake, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if, I, if I'm not, you know, baking or spending time with family, typically you can find me building Legos or playing video games or reading comics. You know, I'm a huge Batman fan since I was a little kid, um, and I enjoy reading comics since then. There's some advantages to being the only girl in the family for 16 years. You spend a lot of time with the guys reading comics. <laughs> <laughs> And so outside of that, you know, my husband and I, we like to host regular game nights at our house, you know, both video games and board games. And it's just a great way for our friends to get together and let loose and have fun after long work weeks. Some of our friends have kids, some of them don't, uh, but we all work really, really hard. And so, you know, we like to host something and get our friends together and just deep let loose, you know, we'll, we'll have them invite the kids over, we'll have them invite their dogs over, and we just have good family fun, um, and we like to do that for, for our friends, and that's that's a lot of what we do and, and focus on. Yeah, excellent, excellent. You have to have some, have to balance the work with the play. No, <laughs> <Well>, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does sound fun. Uh, it really does. Well, listen, Holly, it's been great speaking with you on learning more about you and the work you're doing, and um uh, thank you very much for your membership and your support of Cornet Global. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor to be a part of Cornet Global and, and participating in this as well. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit CornetGlobal.org to learn more.